Good morning, Sales Academy listeners, followers, YouTubers, tweeters, podcasters, and everything in between us. So do you ever have it where something, you hear something and you haven't heard the phrase before, or you certainly haven't heard the phrase very often, and it kind of triggers a thought process that it, it's like a little wormhole that goes in. You go, I wonder what that means. Or what that, how does, and sometimes it makes sense. And sometimes it just, you've never heard of it and you just need to do a bit of research. But a, a phrase that's come up in the last uh, couple of weeks through January that I've heard a lot. And I've never heard it in this, uh, in this wording before. I understand it, or I thought I understood it to a level um, because it's kind of common sense. Some of these things, when you hear them, they're common sense. And this one is by deemed to be common sense at first since, until I started doing a bit more research underneath. And it just made me sit up and go, okay. And that is that the thing that I wanted to discuss today is a phrase called self-compassion. Because I talk a lot about self-talk and our self-critique and our internal self-critique and how our, you know, we can rewire our thought processes, our beliefs, our identities and stuff like that. And therefore, you know, what we're thinking, what we're feeling and how we behave and act and stuff. And we can change the 90% so that other people experience a different 10%, you know? But I've never really discussed it or thought about it in the terms of self-compassion. Now, I consider myself to be a compassionate human being. Yes, I can be tough. Yes, I can be kick-ass. Yes, I can be driven, determined, resilient, banks back ability and all those kind of things. But I'm also caring and giving and empathetic and compassionate. But boy, oh boy. <laughs> Self-compassionate. Yeah, that one, um, that one's bit me a few times. Still does, and I think it always will. But it doesn't mean that I can't kind of climb into the bridge and start to pilot the ship a little bit differently, you know? Um, so self-compassion, what is self-compassion? Well, I'll let you Google it and I'll let you, in fact, on the podcast, I'll put some useful links into it, but I'd more than Googling and, and researching, I'd like you to reflect internally on some of your habits and disciplines and some of the things that you the way that you behave, because self-compassion is about, you know, if you think about it, if you see somebody fall over in the street, you know, and they, and they injure themselves, not the kind of funny people falling on ice and all that sort of stuff that we're all guilty of laughing of because, you know, human beings making mistakes and falling over and stuff like that. It is, there is a humor to it. You know, there's a dark humor to it. I get that. I'm one of those guilty people, but if somebody genuinely hurts themselves, even a stranger, are you the kind of person that just walks on by? Or are you the kind of person that shows that individual external to you compassion? Do you show kindness? Do you support? Do you call the ambulance, give them first aid? You know, do you help them? Do you check that they're okay? Do you care enough? Right? So I see this a lot. I see that people demonstrate this compassion externally to other people and they'll do it in a heartbeat without even thinking. They will compromise their own time, their own self, because they will be compassionate to the aid of somebody else because somebody else needs their support but self-compassion yeah that's that's kind of unexplored for a lot of people that's not one that we necessarily go to so what does self-compassion mean and what does it look like reflect on that for you right what is your self-talk what is your default setting when you feel inadequate when you feel failure right when you feel that you're not on form, on point, on the best kind of version of you you can be on any given day, right? What do you automatically default to? 
Do you become your own champion and cheerleader? Do you give yourself a chance to go, do you know, things are just a bit tough at the moment. So how could I be kinder to myself? What support can I ask for? What do I need? Listen to my body, listen to my kind of my being, right? What do I need to help me get back? Do you give yourself that aid and the support that you would give to others? Do you even consider that? Or you just truck on through, ignoring it, denying it, not even accepting it's real, or judging yourself that you're an utter shit human being for even feeling this way, right? It's, it's crazy. Our internal dialogue is crazy. And I don't mean crazy as in white padded room. I mean crazy in terms of it's so much geared to sabotage and hold us back and stop us to go near that space of unknown because of fears and, you know, so our critique is really, really tough on us at times. I've said this on previous podcasts, you know, sometimes if you really listen to your internal dialogue, the way that you talk to yourself, would you ever talk to someone you loved that way? Would you ever talk to another human being in that way? Probably not, because they wouldn't hang around. So that level of self-love and self-respect and self-worth and self-compassion needs to be reflected back, needs to be internalized and considered and understood, I think, for us to just live a more happier, balanced life. But don't take my word for it. There's a, um, a professor of psychology, um, and I hope I pronounced her name right, Dr. Um, Kristin Neff. Kristin Neff. Um, she's a professor of psychology in uh, Austin, Texas, I believe. And um, I think she studied in Columbia, uh, California, one of the two. Anyway. She's, um, she's published a book, I think fairly recently, on um, self-compassion. I think it's something like um, the proven power of being kind to yourself, self-compassion. Anyway, it's her first book. She's got another book coming out as well. So I'll pop a link to her website in because she runs, uh, one of the things she does, she's got a website called selfcompassion.com or .org or whatever. And it's, so she's a kind of authority in this space and I like her tone and what she's saying and stuff. And one of the things that she talks about, Dr. Kristen F discusses is almost three elements of self-compassion, which is one self uh, kindness versus self judgment. And I'm going to explain these and kind of expand on these a minute, but they're, 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 in, in some senses, they're, like I said earlier, fairly self-explanatory, but others needed just a little more, a little bit more considered thought perhaps. But self-kindness versus self-judgment was number one. Uh, number two was common humanity versus isolation. Interesting topic. Number three, mindfulness versus over-identification. So just break those down a little bit more. Self-kindness versus self-judgment. Well, I've just kind of been talking about that, right? Do you recognize that kindness that you give to others? And do you offer that same kindness to yourself? Do you give yourself that ability to just rebalance and put yourself back in a good place? And whether that's time, whether that's topping yourself up with things that actually get you into a happier place, you know, taking time out for coffee, going for a walk on the beach, taking the dog for a walk, getting in some green space, doing some exercise, meditation, yoga, whatever it might be, what do you need to do to just allow yourself to go, do you know, tonight, feeling right now, this is quite tough. I'm going through a tough period, right? It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you anything. Or does that judgment talk come in and hit you with that? you're a failure, you're this, that, and the other, right? So self-kindness versus self-judgment is one of the pillars of self-compassion. Second one, common humanity versus isolation. It kind of 
follow suit that if you start to go down that self-judgment route you will automatically go into that isolation route because then you start to think and ego plays a part in this as well but we can start to think that it's only me that suffers this it's only me that feels this way but even just acknowledging that actually with the billions of people that there are on the planet does it stand to reason that there is a possibility that other people maybe having a tough time too. Now that doesn't make your tough time any less or any greater. It's just an acknowledgement and an acceptance that actually some of these tough times that we're going through is just part of the human reality and the combined human web of connection in terms of hum common humanity, right? So it doesn't mean that you're a failure and you're isolated by these feelings. But if we go down that self-judgment route, it kind of like slap the rat and it compounds the feeling that we're having that, oh, why does this always happen to me? And, oh, I'm the only one that's suffering. And those kind of thoughts push you and hold you into that isolation and that self-isolation space where even just pulling out going, I feel like shit right now. I bet others do too, right? I bet I'm not alone. You know, what can I do about this? How can I be kinder? Just accept that other people may so it's not just about you and it's not just something that you've done or you've said or you've been and like everything this too will pass right mindfulness versus um over identification <laughs> overthinking over identification whatever you've got over identification is a little bit different to overthinking because it's kind of recognizing those individual negative traits and really focusing on them potentially but then we go into that kind of overthinking stage but you know mindfulness is just to me mindfulness is about an open receptive state it's not about crossing your legs and shaving your head and wearing orange and omin on a friggin hill it's about just recognizing your breathing your posture your state how you're feeling you know, those feelings of anxiety or those feelings of calmness, those feelings of completed and fullness, those feelings of a whole, what, how are you feeling? And being open to receive the messages that you're kind of getting internally and externally. So I remember I, I, I give the example of feedback all the time, right? When people give feedback, whether that be compliments or criticism, whatever, feedback's just feedback, but we label it as compliments or criticism. And actually human beings are pretty much geared to take criticism better than they are uh, compliments and you only have to say to a, a, a lady you know your hair looks lovely today and they'll go oh my god it's only because i just washed it they just can't say thank you right but i don't even know if we're allowed to say that in 2022 can i even call a, a, a female species a lady without getting some kind of abuse i don't know um anyway back to point feedback is simply that it is data it is data being given to you that you are receiving and you are adjusting because of it. So if you think about the example of driving, they say statistically that over 90% of your journeys, you are off course. So you're driving, but you're not 100% attentive to the driving. So you're looking in your mirrors, you're indicating, you're doing other practical and legal driving things. You're also potentially distracted by other things as well. Kids in the car, blah, 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 music, you know, singing, phone call comes in, whatever it might be. Um, so you're off course. So you might be driving towards the curb and your eyesight see it and sense it and you go, actually, you need to turn towards the middle of the road a little bit because you're gonna hit the curb. 
Or you might be driving towards the middle of the road in the white line and the cat size, thump, 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 and you're going towards the oncoming traffic and your brain recognizes it. It goes, actually, just steer left a little bit, come into the left of you, UK, you know. Other, other countries have funny driving rules. Um, so you're just adjusting your course. But at any point, do you go, do you pull over into a bus stop and go, oh my God, this driving, I'm useless at it. I'm constantly, I've got 90% of my time, I get feedback that I'm wrong. No, you, you don't. You just get to your destination, you crack on, and you accept it as feedback and you adjust accordingly without taking it massively to heart or personally that you are a failure. And if you have evidence that you can do that, you can actually receive feedback and do and just adjust and carry on without it being a massive drama, then you have processing tools already built within you to be able to do that. So why or why or why, when it comes to self-talk, when we see that and feel that and hear that feedback from ourselves or from external sources, do we take it personally and allow us to go down those rabbit holes that aren't serving us? So my challenge to you, listeners, watchers, followers, likers, and everything, is practice a little bit of self-compassion during February. January has been a fantastically busy month for a lot of people, but other people, I've heard it's been slow. But either way, whether your New Year's starting today on the beginning of Feb, or it's starting whenever this podcast goes out in the future, you'll be looking at it going, it's the 1st of June, Ad. It doesn't matter. For this month, right? For a whole month, for 28 days, whenever that might be, practice self-compassion. Reflect on it, understand what it means to you, listen to yourself talk, don't ignore the bad stuff, understand it, write it down, become one with it, associate with it, and then start looking at what you can do to change it, right? What you can do to change some of that language, because you can program your subconscious through your conscious, but it takes practice and effort and discipline. And believe me, discipline isn't boring. Discipline gives you the freedom to enjoy your life. There's a whole new podcast right there. So that's it for today, guys. Self-compassion. Uh, I'll put the links in for Dr. Kristen uh, Neff in the podcast links in the YouTube video and um, check her out. She's a great authority on this stuff um, and I hope it serves. So peace out. Love you all. Take care. See you soon.